sometimes I walk into a woman's bathroom and they look at me, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I'm a predator. I'm not going to go in there and like be kicked out or looked at as if I'm a predator because like I'm coming off masculine presenting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes I enter a, a, a male designated space and they look at me as well. So it's like me trying to figure out what is the safest place for me, but also where am I most comfortable and trying to balance those things out. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Queerly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley, and I'm so happy you came by. The Queerly Black Show aims to normalize the everyday existence of Black, LGBTQIA plus individuals through an interview-style series with regular folks like you and me. So every week, a new guest shares their story and unique perspective on their existence as an LGBTQIA plus individual. Thank you for tuning in, and make sure you subscribe, download, set your reminders to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Queerly Black Show. We have a very special guest with us today. We have Key in the building. Key, go ahead and introduce yourself <laughs> to the people. Let them know uh, what you're about. Hey, um, Key Lucas, currently like living in DC, do some teaching uh, for my profession, but uh, from California, uh, from HU, that's where I've met you. Yeah, so. don't say, tell the people where you <laughs> went to school now. Gotta, gotta rep <laughs> HU, the real <laughs> HU, of course. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, let's get right into it. So, you know, I think, um, you know, I obviously knew you for, for a while. And um, I think that your journey uh, to, to becoming yourself has been super duper cool, you know, and I definitely want to talk about, you know, the some of the the great things of, about, you know, being transgender and going through the, your journey. And then also some of the not so great things that, you know, people can learn from and that can help people. Um, so let's start off with just, you know, from the beginning, like, when you know when did you know that you know you were different or that something was something felt different to you um i wouldn't say i know that felt different i i, I wouldn't say is that i just think that like kind of like you said it's just kind of been a journey kind of coming into myself so i think that it wasn't that i felt different it was just like i always kind of knew that like I wasn't me yet, you know what I'm saying? So it's just kind of like everybody's trying to find out who they are, trying to find their identity and going on their own journey. And I just had to keep peeling back my layers to figure out why, what's what's not right. You know what I'm saying? What are the things? And so like me taking the steps to get here is like me kind of coming into myself. Like, so it wasn't something I woke up and I was like, oh, I'm different, I'm like this. It was really like, oh no, like this is key. Like this is who I am. And so like, this is, where I'm supposed to be and living life. Yeah. Got you, got you. So how, how young were you as you started that process of discovery? Basically like, no, I didn't always identify as trans. I didn't start my like actual identifying as trans to like a, a few years ago when I really like was able to step into that. Um, I, growing up, you know, I was definitely a tomboy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I always hung around my brothers. Um, when I got to college, I was able to kind of like really start figuring out like who I am and kind of like undoing some of the stuff that I did like growing up, you kind of have to like conform to like how you're growing up. Um, so around college, I, um, I was masculine presenting like I was uh, a masculine presenting lesbian at that point I was attracted to women. Um, all throughout college and pretty much into my adulthood. Um, until I really started like really unpacking because it, it still didn't feel like I was me yet, 
you know, so I really had to start unpacking that. Um, it actually took me going to like therapy and really like digging in to figure out what it was that I needed and what it was that like I was kind of afraid to kind of become or like accept. Yeah, what were some? Uh, so now I'm here. Oh, good. Uh, what were some of the challenges? So it's so, like you're going through that process and like trying to kind of understand it. What what were some of the things like some of the thoughts that you were having in terms of coming of age? Was it um, were, were some of the challenges related to judgment potentially, or uh, you had you un- had an understanding of views that other people had that kind of made you a little bit afraid? Like what yeah. what was that journey like in your mind? It's hard to like kind of continuously undo something like and even in the simplest way. You going off, say you're going off to college, and like your parents expect you to like going a doctor you know what I'm saying and you decide you want to do something else like yeah there's this idea that people have of who you are you know and they care about that idea of who you are and so like it's hard to kind of like detach yourself from that because then there's a fear of like oh well if I detach myself from the idea of who you thought I was are you no longer going to care about that you know what I'm saying like are you no longer going to care about me and who I am um you also like I'm black I grew up in a church like it was it was a lot of undoing you have to do in terms of like what is acceptable? What What is God asking me to do? Like, what do I believe in? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's a lot of undoing that I had to do to kind of allow myself to be me and comfortable inside of being me and not being afraid of that. Um, I think that's that's really been a lot of my work. It's just not being afraid of like the external stuff, you know, and people that like, I don't know, like people are such opinionated around things that really don't have to do with them. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, totally, you have such I totally an opinion yeah. around like my life and what makes me happy. And I don't really understand what that has to do with you. So it was really about like me kind of tuning everything else out and really like, how do I align with myself and really like live my life so that I actually want to live my life, right? Because that's yeah. the other part people don't understand. Like, when you're not aligned with yourself and you're not allowing yourself to be yourself, what you're actually doing is like steering yourself down the road of like depression <laughs> and anxiety. Like, that's not a happy way that I was living. I wasn't happy with myself. And it's yeah. just like, would I keep going down that road to appease everyone else around me? Or would I make the change to actually make myself happy? You right. know what I mean? Oh, 100%, 100%. I think the, it's interesting. I like um, the kind of all encompassing, like undoing, because that's truly what it is. It's, it's there's all this assignment that happens. And then when you, kind of come into your own you want to back out of it and like okay I gotta undefine all of this again so I want to talk about the difference between gender assignment and Mm -hmm. your body right so like talk about the difference between like okay genetic assignment okay born female but then like my body feels different yeah I mean that yeah that that always comes up as like the major debate but like there's so much again, that people have to undo around their concept of, like, actually, what is biological sex, right? Yeah, there's male and female, but, like, no one actually talks about, like, also the things that are all in between that, right? A lot more people than people think are born intersex, right? So there's always been a variation in terms of, like, humanness and how you're born. It's not, everything's not so black and white in the binary in which we try to adhere to, even inside of biological sex. But again, most people adhere to the idea that, yeah, you're either born female or you're born male. That's nothing we can change according to like the way that we are systematically right. assigned things. So that's why in terminology, people might say assigned female at birth, right? 
Yeah. Um, but gender is a construct. Like we made up, we completely, we kind of made up sex too, but we definitely completely made up gender. And we said that this is a boy, this is a girl, and these are all the things that go with being a boy, and these are all the things that go again with being a girl. And like we made that up, just like we constructed race around this is black, this is white, this is what it means to be black, this is what it means to be white. Like so when it came to me and gender, like I had already been kind of like the, I like the concept of even being a tomboy, right? That's already a deconstruction of like, oh, I'm a tomboy because I'm not a boy, but I like to do boyish things, right? Mm-hmm. So that like, there's all these words mm-hmm. and languages we've always had to try and pinpoint someone that didn't adhere to whatever binds or ba- like the yeah. binaries that people mm-hmm. were supposed to be in. Um, but like, the fluidity has always existed to me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even beyond like our current language, whether we're calling it non-binary, calling it gender fluid, gender queer, it's always existed whether there was a name for it or not Yeah. Um, throughout history. But yeah, gender is very different from sex. And so therefore like someone's gender identity has honestly nothing to do with their biological sex. They, they don't have to equate. Um, and so like my feelings about my body, right? They may have something, they may have something to do with my gender. They may have something to do with the sex that I've design, assigned, but it's like my personal choice and my first personal feelings about my body. There are trans people that don't feel the need to like, you know what I'm saying? They're okay inside of their bodies. And there's trans mm-hmm. people that feel like their body is not theirs, right? Everybody's going through their own journey. There's no, not one encompassing story to being trans but I do think that the all-encompassing idea that is deconstructing everything that we know about it like yeah because again if we made this thing up then obviously there's some things that's missing right yeah. if we can all acknowledge that like we made up the idea that pink is for girls and blue is for boys like there's some, there's some things mm-hmm. in there that we made up along the way Mm-hmm. right so it's okay if we don't go with that stuff yeah yeah for sure so then for you the switch from um because i you know i instagram stalked you i just kind of went back through all your, <laughs> your stuff on there right i think in it was about like 2019 you kind of came out as like they them like i've taught i've had these conversations in private the people who are closest to me we've talked about this but now publicly i want to bring that to everyone and you know I want everyone to acknowledge and respect those things and there was one comment I think it might have been a family member of yours that was like I totally respect this but I don't know what it means so talk about that where people it's not that they have an issue with it at all but they just don't understand how to assimilate or how to be respectful they don't really know what it means I think that that's it's definitely a reality because like I said like the terminology is changing. Of course, like in today's age, we've come up with so many words and labels and terms for these things that if people aren't, if they aren't associated with the queer world, like inside of this thing, inside of queer yeah. black, of course, these are things that are constantly in our minds and we're learning and, um, and trying to like digest and change the way that we speak about things. But if no one really is, if that's not inside of their norm world, or, mm-hmm. you know, degrees of association, of course they don't know. A lot of people in my family, yeah, that was completely not, mm-hmm. using they, them pronouns made no sense. They, it's just like, I don't even know how to like 
input it into my language. Like, I don't even know how to make that work inside of my mouth. And it's just like, I get that. I get that. But like, for me, when it comes to like me and like people trying to get my pronouns or even understand my identity, like for me, what I'm looking for or what I, I have a feel for is like at the root of it, is there love and is there a willingness to try mm-hmm. to understand? Like you may not get it. You know it's what I'm big. saying? We can have a thousand conversations mm-hmm. inside of it, but like, are you actually trying to understand? Because there are people that say, I don't get it and want to understand. And there are people that say, I don't get it and never want to get it. And yeah. those are two different things, right? Yeah. So like, as I'm kind of going through my journey, I'm starting to figure out like, what's what? Like, yeah, there's some people who's like, yeah, I don't get that. And they don't want to. And at mm-hmm. that point, like, well, am I starting to hit my wall with you? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But there are people who don't get it and like, they just don't get it. But I know that they're trying. I know that they're trying to like take their steps to make it make sense. Yeah. But so it's, it's, it's all kind of touch and go. And it's, it's, it's person by person to me. Like it's mm-hmm. no kind of like black and white. If you don't use my first, pro- if you don't use my correct pronouns, I'm not dealing with you. Because like, for me, life isn't that, that black and white. Like, do I prefer for people to like, really talk to me and speak about me in the way that like I need them to and like honor and respect who I am of course um is everyone in my life able to make that switch currently no yeah so what does that look like so you know you go into uh, a family setting and you know everyone's used to calling you one thing and then you've made the transition to your new uh, pronouns and then they still just they're like girl come here or you know they're saying yeah, things that's, into your that's point a- about love being in it but then like at what point do you do you do you ever feel like there is a level of like you just you know you, you're just completely not trying to get this or is there a, a level of of empathy and kind of um grace that you give because for, you know, 20 years or 22 years or 25 years, they've called you a certain name or a certain pronoun. And now it's so, it's so, it's, it's such their nature to just call you that. And in their mind, they're like, I only see you once a year, twice a year. Like there's all these things that are like the reasons why they can't get it right. Do you, you know, do you kind of handle those situations a little differently? Yeah. It's, it's really hard to balance it. Like you kind of said, like, I used to early on, I would be like so upset, but then I had to like really take in what you said, which is just like, they've known me by these pronouns for this amount of my life. And before I even, whether or not I felt like I belonged to those pronouns or to that identity, I didn't have the words to articulate it yet. So of course, like for this time, like that's how they've known me. So as long as it took for me to kind of come into myself, it took me 20 odd years Mm -hmm. to come into myself it's going to take them also a little bit of time to undo and try and see me as I am. But like, for me, it's also like, at a certain point, you got to stop seeing me for who I was all those 20 mm-hmm. something years and start seeing me for who I am right now. Yeah. Like that's, that's when the change starts happening. Like that's what I'm looking for people in my life to start doing. Like, as I get further on my thing, I need you to like, see me as I am right now, because then you will be able to see like, this is a difference. This isn't who I was Right. five years ago this isn't who I was six years ago even though I know you love that person you love me now but like you gotta yeah. see where I am right now yeah for sure yeah. 
So as you so so you make that so you make the transition, you go from tomboy to now my pronouns are, you know, I identify a different way. Um socially, there's like all these changes that occur for you personally. What was that journey for you? Like everything from bathrooms to clothes to hair to uh the decision to you know take medication or not take medication and the transition kind of how did that walk us like walk me through that journey for you like how did if you can remember like how each thing kind of started to transform for you so it's it's uh it's definitely like a step-by-step thing for me because like you don't really know until you're in it like I can do as much talking about it I did it like Mm -hmm. before you kind of like go into it and try and like medically transition you gotta meet with your therapist we have all these conversations and they're like you you know to try and prepare you for all the changes that come so when you know so medically they're here yeah um so for medically uh is it when you go to the doctors to get a prescription, do they require you to get um, counseling or uh, to see a therapist first, or can you get it without um, seeing a therapist? Um, in some places, yeah. In DC, they actually like it's actually I, I really like living here because like through Whitman Walker Health and like a lot of a couple of other places, like you can really they do very well with like trans care services. So like. Um, I talked through it with my therapist, but like she didn't actually have to sign anything for me because I was able to go through Whitman Walker and like really talk through things. Um, There is definitely a process, but it didn't feel that difficult for me, no. Okay. Um, But they do like suggest you talk through it. Like, so they're like, they'll check in with you. Like, hey, have you thought about this? Have you talked through this? And so me saying like, yeah, I've been in therapy definitely helped the process along. Yeah. But um. Yeah, like each step is different. Like I feel like I am re-engaging with the world, like mm-hmm. in a new way. Because even along inside of my transition, like as my body changes, as like my my physical transition changes, a lot of the things that like I was used to in my life have also changed. Like we used to play flag football together. Right. Yeah. Right. So over the summer, I had somebody reach out like, yo, I want you to come out and play flag football. Like, yeah, come come join. It was a women's flag football league, though. So I'm going and I'm like, yeah, I'll come try out. But when I hit the coaches up, like, yo, um, I would love to play. But hey, I'm actually like, I take testosterone. I, I'm trans. Is this going to work? You know what I'm saying? Like, they ain't really hit me back to come back. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha, so it's yeah. like all these things that like, I could do, I'm learning like, oh, okay. So like, there's new things, the bathroom, like mm-hmm. it's a different experience. It's, it really is trying to like assess your, my level of comfortability and where I am, but also trying to be cognizant of like, I don't want to put myself in a dangerous situation. Like sometimes I walk into a woman's bathroom and they look at me, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I'm a predator. I'm not going to go in there and like, be kicked out or looked at as if I'm a predator because like I'm coming off masculine presenting you know what I'm saying and sometimes I enter a a a male designated space and they look at me as well so it's like me trying to figure out what is the safest place for me but also where am I most comfortable and trying to balance those things out um so yeah everything is kind of like 
changing them like this little baby masculine hair <laughs> facial hair that I'm growing <laughs> I go to my barber now like before he was just giving me you know my regular cut I've been going mm-hmm. there for, for some years now now I'm growing facial hair and I have to look at him like yo can you line me up and he like I <laughs> you know what I'm saying so it's like the little small shit like I say changes you you have to like re-engage with the world a little bit differently I I feel blessed to feel comfortable inside of these changes so far like yeah there's been some like some shit that like hit but like I've I'm privileged in the fact that like I have been able to have a safe transition yeah at this point like I have a job I have health care I can pay through for the things that I need I can take care of myself and I I understand that that's not actually the experience that a lot of trans people go through so I acknowledge my privilege inside of this thing inside of my journey and inside of like this conversation because this isn't the story for everybody um going along in this way yeah no it totally and and I think it's it's admirable you know I think on all fronts when people are able to to just be themselves you know it's 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 awesome to see it um you're a teacher yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I know we, we talked briefly about this before, but talk about how that is for you as a teacher. Cause obviously when, and you teach in high school, right? I teach middle school. Middle school. I, I teach at a K through eight school. So yeah, right now I'm working in the middle school. Middle school. So even, even, even more so, you know, this is a super critical time for kids. Right. And so for you, how's that interaction? Because, you know, this is also a part of a part of the systematic assignment of female, male, girl, boy, blue, yellow, or not not blue, yellow being neutral, and then pink, you know, there's all this stuff that they've categorized. And then, you know, what if it's they they start calling you Miss Kiera versus, you know, whatever you refer to at school, or, you know, in the world, how do you have those conversations with with the kids or do you talk to them about it at all you know or is it do you do you have to engage parents ever like just the journey of, a, of being a teacher from the kids to the parents to administrators and, and all of that like how's that for you um so I, again I actually find myself to be like I'm grateful for the situation I'm in and the school that I work at because they do support me inside of my identity um I have full support from my administration like um when I'm teaching honestly it's crazy kids are easier than adults are like you tell a kid what it is and they're like oh okay cool (laughs) you know what I'm saying like um when I when I first um changed my like pronouns and like identify as non-binary I was actually teaching uh like doing an apprentice teachership for first graders Right. And so like, this is my first time teaching and I'm walking in and I'm telling them like, oh, don't call me miss. Don't call me Mr. Call me mix like MX. Right. And they're like, oh, okay, Nick Lucas, cool. And then so like, but you're teaching them and like, uh, for me, a lot of people choose to like make that choice of like, am I keeping my private life private or do I bring my personal things into the classroom? And for me, like something like a transition is actually very like, external is very physical. yeah you like see they it. see it mm-hmm. happening as you go so it's just like for me I didn't I felt like I want to be able to have this conversation with them I, I feel like it is a teaching moment like a lot of people go through this world not knowing because they've never experienced it they never come into contact with someone living through this experience if you can 
teach them like at a young age and really expose them to these things or this ideas around like deconstructing ginger, right? It really can change things. So for them, like, I remember doing with them a lesson around gender and we read a book about just like, it was literally a book that was accessible to them at six and seven about like gender identities and the very ways that people can identify and like people that identify as non-binary and people who are cisgender and like all the different ways again that people can identify even if they do I choose to identify as a boy or choose to identify as a girl. And like, you explain that to them and it makes sense. <laughs> like for mm-hmm. them, they're like, oh, okay. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. You know? Um, and for the people that know, like, like, cisgender is? Cisgender is like when you, when you identify as, when your gender matches the sex you were assigned at birth. Gotcha. So if you're assigned male at birth and you identify as male, you're cisgender, right? As opposed to transgender where you might have been assigned a different, sex or gender at birth and it doesn't align right um so yeah like it got to a point where like my first graders they will be walking around connecting people on my pronouns like you know what i'm saying it actually is a lot simpler than people think like there's you go on facebook and there's all these people up in arms around like don't teach my kid that i don't want my kid learning about homosexuality i don't want my kid learning about trans people but it's not we're not teaching them to be trans we're not teaching them to be lesbian or to be gay, right? We're just teaching them that these things exist and you can respect it, right? Yep. Just respect yeah. it. There's no need to have hate in your heart if you can understand it and just expect that this respect that this is some, this is how people choose to live. It doesn't have to be how you live, but let's, ex- let's understand it and respect it, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, respect is the biggest thing. Yeah. And that's it. And like, again, like I'm out of school now, like, and I feel like the more you do that, the more it allows kids to kind of be who they are. Like we have kids almost in every grade at my school that like are genderqueer, non-binary or trans in almost every grade at my school. And like, they're okay in it. They're, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They're comfortable in it. Mm-hmm. It's a space where they could feel like they could at least walk around and navigate that safely. Right. Yeah. You know, kids, kids in like first grade third grade right and those are things where like they don't know they don't know who they are yet but like as a teacher walking around seeing them like it's a big difference when you allow them to be who they say they are yeah it's a major difference it's it's a difference in their how they show up academically how they show up emotionally how they show up mentally like it completely changes when you're in general when you allow a child to be who they are regardless of if it's about gender or whatever else it lifts them, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It allows them to shine a light in who they are. And it, it definitely applies to their gender as well. Like if they're telling you like, this is who I am and people give them the space to be that. It, it is, I, I would have had the opportunity as a kid. I don't know, you know yeah. what I'm saying? How my life would have turned out. So like, imagine yeah. if you as a kid, like there were some things that you were going through and you decided like, yo, this is who I want to be. And from very early on, it was like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna let you rock with that. It's a certain freedom you kind of get to live yeah. with that a lot 100%. of us, especially as Black queer people, didn't get. You know? Yeah, absolutely. For you, I know you had mentioned you uh, grew up in a church, which I think is probably the biggest catalyst for why people choose to, to have a delay in their coming of themselves, right? Um, for you, how was that journey? Uh, whether it was you know facing your parents or um, you know family members. 
what were some of those like highlight experiences, obviously starting with your parents, but then like, were there other people that you are like, man, that was, I didn't expect that. Nah, um, I ain't gonna lie. It definitely took me a minute. It was, it was rough to kind of like come out in general. Um, but like, I don't know, at the same time, like, I felt like Y'all had to know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like you like denial be real. At some point, it had to click. It's nah, a phase. Um, she gonna be good. So just a phase. <laughs> it don't be good. It don't be good. Nah. Um. I don't know. I don't think any of it. Like. So when you had the conversation with your mom, were you lesbian? Like, did yeah, you say, when hey, I, mom, um, when I I'm initially, yeah, yeah, that was like in high school, like mm-hmm. high school, I came out as like lesbian and my mom in like 11th grade, 12th grade, you know, like, and I think at that point for me, it was just overwhelming for me. Cause I was just like, I just need to tell you the truth. Like, I don't want to <laughs> lie about who I am. Like, I don't want to keep lying. Like, I want to be like, mom, yeah, this my, that this my feel friend, this me. my friend yeah. from school. Like, <laughs> like I don't want to keep lying, man. <laughs> So yeah. like I told her when I was like, yeah, in high school. Um, and like she was cool with it. I think more than anything else, she was just afraid. Like, you mm-hmm. know, like a lot of people don't take into account that like sometimes parents react inside of their fear of like being afraid for you. Like, oh, you mm-hmm. already black child and now you're gonna come out and you know what I'm saying, decide to be gay or decide to be lesbian. They fear like how the world's gonna treat you, mm-hmm. like how it's gonna be. Um, and I think that was definitely a part of like her being, uh, her being afraid. Um, the religion thing also comes into a part, like God, and, like what's right, what's not right. But also like my family, like I think in a lot of ways we just kind of like don't let, I don't, I don't wanna say don't let the Bible get in the way, but like I don't know, allowing people to be who they are without judging. Mm-hmm. Like, people all are on their own journey. Mm-hmm. And just, yeah. like, trusting the fact that, like, God loves. Yeah. Either way. Um. So, yeah, I didn't, like, really get... I wasn't, like, disowned or anything. I think it was just, like... <laughs> Thank God for that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Again, like, I, you know, I'm blessed inside of yeah. that. Like, yeah, um, did you did you feel like... um did you Did you feel like once you came out that it was... The response, the all the things that you might have thought were over exaggerated in your head, maybe like once you finally came out, it was like, oh, that was better than yeah, I thought. That wasn't yeah. that didn't go that bad. It was as crazy as I thought it would be, but yeah. I mean, it definitely was like still a slow process because mm-hmm. it's just like, again, you're still undoing who your parent thought you were going to be. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You're slowly yeah. starting to be like, I actually, nah, I don't want that. that I don't want to do that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, I'm lesbian, but also like I don't want to wear that no more. Actually, I want to dress like this. Mm-hmm. Actually, I want to be like this. Actually, yeah. I want to cut my hair. Actually, I want. So it's just like undoing. Yeah. Every time of like, actually, this is where I want to be. Um, Did you have to have conversations again? Because I think for most people, that first conversation is just like I'm gay, right? And then mm-hmm. there's the. Yeah for um a transgender person there's the the second conversation of like this is my these are my pronouns now this is how i'm going to present now and then if if there's a a a drastic appearance change obviously then there's the okay helping them to understand that part right so 
how for you did you have to did you did you have another conversation with your mom about like okay I, I'm I know that last conversation was a, I was a lesbian but like now there's this you know this transgender conversation that we have to have yeah I mean it definitely was a whole other conversation again a lot of therapy to get up to that conversation mm-hmm. but like my family we do like a family we got a family group chat so it actually ended up being like a family group call where I told everybody at the same time, like, y'all, this is what's going on. <laughs> this is who I am. This is what's about to happen. As it happens, you will see this change and this change and this change. And they asked me questions and I was just mm-hmm. like, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so again, like I'm blessed to have a family that I have. They're just trying to ask me questions and just simply trying to understand. Um, by no means are they perfect, but I, I definitely like am grateful for the family that I have. And they're willing to understand. Like I'm in a group call, so my brother's like, "So I can't call you sis no more. What do I call you?" You know what I'm saying? Like you know, just kind of questions. You know, like like people are like, "She's like, I don't know if I can't call you that. I don't know else to call you." Right. (laughs) So, so since you identify, that's actually a a good question. So, like, since you identify as they, them versus he, Mm -hmm. is it the for your brother? Like in that question, like, does it? What does he call you? Like, what do you tell him to call you? uh so said and sure for sibling okay so like uh his wife used to call me sissy right so now she just calls me sibby you know like he called he'd be like what's up sib you know what i'm saying or just mm-hmm. use my name yeah um yeah. my aunt came up with the term nephi which is a combination of niece and nephew mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. everybody is like we've just found our small like, we just gonna have a, everybody to gonna have worse. a new nickname <laughs> everybody gonna have a nickname <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. I tell everybody though, in general, if all else fails, just call me by my name. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause yeah. I get it. Like pronouns and changing the grammar and trying to make it fit in sentences is hard for people. So I was like, yeah. I mean, if that's not where you're at in your journey, you always just say key key. I yeah. want to chill key key said blank blank blank. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know how to put it in the day, then mm-hmm. um, right because it's the natural, always easy yeah. shortcut is go to the name. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely. <laughs> so then for um for you with you know switching topics a little bit. So dating. So now you identify as they them. And so you go into uh, relationships or dating, what does that start to look like? Cause do what like what kind of conversations, if any at all, do you do you have? Is it an, a straight up I'm a transgender um woman and then like there's another conversation how does that look and from from a dating perspective if there's you know a a a young lady out there right now that's transitioning and now she's um identifies as either they them or he and is going into the dating scene like how does that that look and is it different than being just lesbian right is it is it different i mean it does come with a difference because again like People have like people have their sexualities for a reason. So people are attracted to who they're attracted to for a reason. So like for me, I had to undo like what my norm was gonna be as like the moment that I decide the moment that I transitioned and identified as non-binary, of course it changed my dating life in the sense of like I no longer can live inside of the lesbian pool dating pool right because women who are attracted to women it's going to be a little different for me because I don't live inside of that womanhood in the way that like other women are looking for right mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. me living me as a non-binary trans person isn't the same as like 
a, a dom or a masculine woman. You know what I'm saying? So like, mm-hmm. yeah, I can't always assume, you know, walk into a space, I, I don't assume, even if I'm walking into a queer space, a lesbian space, I don't assume that like, that, you know what I'm saying? That yeah. a woman will be attracted to me in that way. Yeah. Um, because now I am like masculine presenting and like sometimes I do read off as male. So like if I'm in a lesbian space, you know, I'm not gonna, mm-hmm. not everybody's gonna come my way. Mm-hmm. Um, but so for me, like when I'm looking to date someone, I'm more so looking for people who are probably pansexual or just kind of open mm-hmm. to dating people in general. Um I honestly, beyond the labels, I just hope that someone would like just be interested in me from just talking to me and getting right. to know me. Like if we have a person to person conversation, then that's fine. Uh, like the person that I'm with, like we just started as us kind of dating as people. And I was just like, hey, you know, I'm non-binary and trans. And she's like, well, I don't actually know, you know what I'm saying? Like what that is going to mean for us. She was like, I know I've dated different people. And I was just like, well, I mean, we could just, she's like, I'm interested in you. So let's just try mm-hmm. and figure it out for you. And like, that's how I like to keep it. Like, if you're interested in me, just be interested in me. Like, we don't even have to live inside the labels and everything else. Like, yeah. on a person-to-person basis. Yeah. Are we interested in each other? Do we want to date each other? And let it live inside of that. Um, yeah, but dating is definitely different. Mm-hmm. It's definitely different. I can't because we like live in this like, you know, male dominated like patriarchal society and I transition into like masculine presenting, male presenting, like I gotta reshift the way in which I I carry myself. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like before me walking up to a girl and saying, hey, how you doing? Reads a little different now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. With me saying, walking up to a girl saying, hey, how you doing? Like women are so used to being pestered by men and harassed by men when they're out. Like when I walk around presenting as male, I could be just another person that they're in, t- you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Perceiving as that. So it's like, and I they gotta, assign all I those things that change. they had yeah. about a man to you, to but me. that's not you. <laughs> exactly yeah. so it's like I, I gotta move a little different sometimes and even I'm still learning I don't have to I don't have a cheat code somebody watching right now don't hit me up because I don't have a cheat code but you know it, it is a, it's a learning experience and you learn as it go all I can do is really just kind of walk into a space and stay firm inside of being me yeah and then see where that takes me yeah no that's 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 awesome man um so then the, the last thing I wanted to just you know touch on is like you know in general right so What's some of the, what are some of the best things that you've taken from your journey that can help someone who's going through their own journey right now? Therapy, 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 <laughs> first and foremost. <laughs> nah, um, but also like, I, I, my therapist reminds me of this all the time, just to be patient with yourself, give yourself grace. Like, even inside of me knowing that this is, I'm becoming you know what I'm saying? I am, this is me stepping inside of who I am. It's still hard. It's still, again, like, just like it's undoing for the people that have known me. It's me undoing who I've known myself to be. It's me allowing myself to release a lot of the constructs that I put on myself, right? Mm -hmm. So you just got to be patient with yourself, kind of give yourself some grace. Um, But also, like, um, find community. I think that's one thing that, like, um, I'm still working on it's just trying to find community and surround yourself with community, invest in, in the community, right? Um, 
it's what yesterday was trans day of remembrance like mm-hmm. trans women out here they're getting murdered like at an alarming mm-hmm. rate you know what i'm saying and so like who am i you know not not who am i but like i acknowledge my privilege in this situation and so like At some point, I would say, at some point, like, I have to stand up and I got to get the people around me to stand up for the people that need it most. Like, queer people are always in the front lines. Yeah, You know, 100%. standing up for everybody else. So, like, find that community, investing in your community is big. Like, cis, trans, if not, like, there's a time, and I think right now is a time where, like, people really do need to step up and to shift their eyes to that and see what they can do for right, right now and really lift up trans women and see how we can all protect them as a community. Um, and there's not a lot of people doing that right now. I think I think as, as a unit, like even inside the queer community, like if we could all just like shift our attention to that for a little bit, not that we aren't, but like really like boost that up because you don't want you don't want people walking around like they're forgotten, and a lot yeah. of times, like their stories are forgotten because, like, the trans women's humanities are just being denied again and again and again and again. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, as me being trans masculine, my 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 experience is different. It's yeah. it doesn't come without its own weights but i also understand that my experience is different than that so even in my like i appreciate you coming and give me this voice but like even inside of this like i'm privileged in this conversation i get to have and the safety that i get to have um and so like i just want to take a moment to acknowledge that um and again like pushing myself to be invested in the community find community and figure out how i can give back how i can step up how, how i can lend my voice or lend my body but then whatever I have to really like fight, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. For what's just and fight for what's right. No, absolutely. For I people to just... simply live for being who they are. Yeah. Like, all, for... all people are doing, <laughs> trying to exist for happily. Is just to <laughs> exist and live. Yep. Right? And be happy. Like, and be happy. Because that's think... the goal. That's Ultimately, it. it's happiness. Everyone's trying to find that for themselves. Yeah. Everyone's trying so, to find that. Next time. You run into somebody who like really just going off on like trans people that really don't get it. It's like just ask them like, are you really asking someone to deny themselves their happiness to please you and what you think is right for them? Like you want people to live their life to please you over doing what they need to do to take care of themselves. Like mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta step outside of that. Because at the end of the day, you realize that for for most people who have that, um, those opinions, it's just they're uncomfortable with it. They're just it's just something that's so uncomfortable for people to to get an understanding of. Right. It's like it's even great that you said like kids are so much easier because the older we get, the less the less agile we are about learning, right? So when you get those responses from people, it's really just a lack of understanding and sometimes a lack of willingness to understand. Um, And so, you know, we understand that that's just, you know, a little bit of an ignorant perspective, but um, we're, you know, as a a community, I think just trying to do things like this, right? Where uh, people share their human experiences that, 
it, it's more than just you just see what you see and then think that it's a it's a it makes you uncomfortable but this is a real person right this is a person who is trying to exist and ultimately be happy as you are or you know uh hopefully even more happy right um and so yeah it's definitely important to to highlight those types of things so 100 percent. but i appreciate that no for sure man i thank you so much for coming thank you for having me out. no 100 this is key thank you guys for tuning into another episode of the queerly black show